Hey, you, you want to see something really scary? What's your favorite scary movie? I'm going to scare the hell out of you. What was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. They're coming to get you, Barbara. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk here. What's blood for, if not for shedding? Welcome to Fright Night. Welcome back to Jump Scare. I'm Betty. And I'm Shad. This week we're covering 2021's Two Witches and Halloween Ends. Have you ever walked in your sleep before? Simon? situation. She's a witch, Rachel. But when she dies, I'll gain all her powers. Two Witches is currently streaming as of October 1st. It is available. Um, just find it, I guess, somewhere. It's, yeah, all, it's, it's everywhere. I think it's everywhere out there. <laughs> uh, it's an aerial, aerial video release. Uh, thanks. And, you know, going in, I, I heard, uh, I saw like a TikTok review of this probably two weeks ago. I guess they got a screener as well and... The um, TikToker was all about the film. Um, we watched the film, and it was—it's uh, an anthology. So, so, so they say it's two stories. Um, would there would usually anthologies have like a wrap around? There's there's two characters, uh, Melissa and her boyfriend. They do. Uh, show up in both stories um so those are like the reoccurring characters and there's a little bit of a wraparound at the end with somebody showing up again and but yeah it's more of just i, I didn't think look at it like it's an anthology because i expect those to have like three or four different stories in there but this one just has a couple of different stories that both happen to involve witches now there are more than two witches in this whole film, but 
We're just focusing on the main two witches. Technically, it's just the two witches. So there's a grandma witch that's dying and she has to pass on her witch legacy over to her granddaughter. And you kind of see, you know, this film's very, it it felt artsy. Like it was trying to be artsy. Yeah. Uh, There was a lot of squeamish parts you know um yeah, it feels a little like they wanted to do a mix of like a a24 witch film with a uh grindhouse thing they wanted to kind of have both worlds going you know they wanted to be a little more sophisticated but they also wanted to throw some real gross out stuff in there now the first story uh you have an expected mother named sarah um she's having dinner with her significant other and there's an older woman that just keeps looking at her and the takeaway from this is that the woman gave her the evil eye and she keeps, she has unsettling dreams and weird shit starts happening. Um, her and her expectant, her and her f- fiance or husband, whoever it is, her boyfriend, the baby, ba- baby daddy, her there and baby go. daddy, there you go. <laughs> her and baby daddy are going up to go visit friends of his. They're going to be staying over the weekend. Um, and the friends are Melissa, and I believe his name is Dennis. We're going to go with Melissa and De- Dennis. Cause they actually... are very obnoxious people that I would not want to be around. Yeah, they're... Like five minutes into the dinner, I'd be like, well, we should probably get going. I think she's having a pregnancy scare of some kind. <laughs> yeah, that's when you just pack up and go, because it's definitely not... It's a weird, like, dynamic. And, you know, (laughs) I don't know. My My whole thing with the film is, look, like, okay, the witch. Uh, or the witch, right? I can take that film and be like, okay, was I really perturbed by the whole devil witch thing? Yes, but... And I am here too. Like, there's, you know, obviously a whole connection with the whole, like, devil and the witches. They they show kind of like a weird being, you know, demon-esque. And, you know, paganism predates Christianity. And, like, it always irks me when, like, we're still harping on like witches work with the devil and it's like perpetuating that thought cinematically and i'm just like that's not a thing like real true witches there's no evil witches out there they like (laughs) they are not (laughs) that's all propaganda saying movies and tv have lied to me yes they have (laughs) mind blown (laughs) they have okay and it it because it, it's not going to be interesting if you like oh these witches are you know they're they love mother earth and they're grinding herbs and and they're doing good that's that just not sounds that's, like hippies to me that's not going to sell tickets are they witches or hippies <laughs> i'm confused they're grinding herbs and they're going to witches earth. they work with the elements and the things they find Do they drive on planet earth Anyway, do I drive a Volkswagen minivan? No, but you would. Needless to say, 
So this whole thing of perpetuating like witches are evil and they're working with, you know, the, of course, like only man can conjure up such bullshit, right? So that's still a thing in this. So, if, you know, they have to take like, oh, I'm going to tell you right now, this is going to sound really messed up, okay? But like, really? These witches out here are just killing babies. Like, they just, that's what they're saying, to gain youth, which you do see in The Witch. And that was part of folklore, you know, and also back in the day, day, day. Disinformation. They did believe that. So, but it's just like, that's not true. And also, like, right now, wouldn't they just find a way to, like, grind them up into a pill? Like, who wants to eat, like, a real-life baby? That's That doesn't sound appealing to me. That sounds horrifying. For many different reasons. But they're witches. So, oh, but this witch was at a restaurant eating fucking spaghetti. So what you're saying is that she likes the spaghetti, but she also likes baby too? Yeah, she wants like baby meatballs or something. Baby meatballs. Okay. <laughs> baby lasagna. <laughs> so. toast to come out of the end. The first story, you know, of and then of course there's a, there's a seance you know, there's there's candles that are lit, and then one of the candles, like all the candles, get siphoned out by the energy of the the witch that's hexed this pregnant woman, because you know, obviously she wants, you know, her baby. Look, the baby's not even cooked yet. Like the woman doesn't even look <laughs> pregnant. She's maybe like two or three months pregnant. What is a witch gonna do with that? That's like ba- barely anything to work with. It's like bare bones. No pun intended. Yeah. Can we wait until the baby's like full grown? It's already out. Like it's meaty. I feel like that would be a better. Like the baby they had at the beginning of the movie. There's very much like the ring, like with the artsy, like, you know, video, like the sequences, you know, like the cuts, you know, where they have like, it's, it's like a nine inch nails video, but like for witches. Yeah. Like, it's like a baby crying, and then, like, candles lit, and then, like, a shadow with long fingers reaching towards the baby. You know, it's like that kind of shit. (laughs) That's the whole beginning of the movie. And then, you know, they have that whole thing, and then everything just goes awry. Like, after, of course, it, it is just, like, it's so predictable. Oh, the seance did not go well and there's a lot of jump scares i mean if you're looking for a movie this should be our like you know how there's like a state flower you know like a color this should be like our film because it's riddled in jump scares it's jump scare galore um there are a lot of freaky images i i i could say that there's a lot of freaky images things happen that are unsettling um, I wish it was just more streamlined. I wish there was more of a cohesive story because they had good imagery and they could have done something more, but it kind of, it felt flat for me. Yeah, I was a little surprised. Like when the first one ended, I was kind of under the impression that everybody was dead. And I was a little surprised when the couple they went to visit, the, what was her name? Melissa and Dustin. Uh, let me look. Yeah, Dustin. And Melissa, I was kind of surprised when they turned out to actually be still alive because I, you know, we saw her get stabbed and like kind of her stomach cut open. And then if they survived that, like, what were the questions with the police? Like, where did the other couple go? What happened to them? Their 
it was a it was kind of a weird scene that like you felt like there was a little something missing. They did like a little radio report at, in one point just to kind of touch on it, but I felt like they would have really been more important to show kind of a scene of like them trying to figure out what happened because they seemed to be just kind of back to normal and like, hey, this happened and now we're going to a party like a week later. Yeah, because I could have sworn the thing said one went to the psychiatric ward, which was the woman with the baby. That's understandable, right? And then, like, one died, and then the other two, some other fucked up shit happened to them, too. Um, and you, yeah, you don't really know. And then later on, like... You see what happened. But you I really see what happens, like and it's just you, like... Mm. They really should have showed a little more of what was going on with them, you know? the Their storyline is not... It doesn't match, because when you do... First of all, you see them again, and you're like... Like you just said, well, what are these people doing here? And then, in the end... End you see another that one of the characters again and you're like how though and i love that dustin and melissa are just so into like supernatural and that kind of like whole vibe that they have that they're just so super hypersensitive to ghosts and curses and they're like they're like when you in the movie when they want to find some shit and they put like uh, ghost man and there's 29 articles about the ghost man mm-hmm. and there's photos maybe there's some audio there's always something it's like the first thing that comes up too yeah how many times you ever googled anything and the first search the image the first search that came up was the one you needed yeah they're they're the google search like they are because they already know everything that you and didn't have to have the google so you just you just go to their house and and then they follow you um with information they're like oh this isn't right because so and so and so and so and then you have the second story with a character named Maisha Maisha uh, she's Romanian she has a lot of uh right off the bat you're like this bitch is crazy and like Rebecca her roommate is her name uh, Christina Klebe plays her uh, roommate is that what you're talking about yeah Christina Klebe but no I'm talking about Maisha like her name is Rebecca Kennedy Rebecca Kennedy, you, like, you, you killed it. You killed it for this because you didn't even have to talk. They just put the camera on you and I'm like, evil. Yep. Boom. She's evil. Don't trust that bitch. She's fucking evil. Okay? <laughs> yeah, she has that crazy vibe. We also wanted to know why this fancy lady that had a fancy job, okay, had a roommate. Like, I understand it's hard times. People have a lot of roommates nowadays. But, like, she did she need the roommate? I feel like the roommate needed her more than she needed the roommate. And, like, you didn't do a background check and or any kind of check after this person because... Or an interview with them where you, like, talked to them and were like... Exactly. Hey. You're all... There's something weird about you. Because I don't feel like she would do well in an interview. She had, like, single white female slash, like, demon vibes. Like, I didn't... There was something off about her, and I was just like, no. You know who she reminded me of? She reminded me of the actress from Starry Eyes. Like, she had that same, like, look yeah. to her. Uh, and she she was cray. She was real cray. Yeah. And, you know, Meisha's scene, she's having, like, wild, crazy sex with her boyfriend, right? And then she attacks him, but that's when... The roommate comes in, Klebe. Yeah. She comes in and she's like, oh, what's going on? Are you okay? 
And now it looks like the girl got all fucked up, but it's in reactuality she was the attacker. Um, and the guy just... He was just trying to defend himself. Yeah, he disappears. And that's how you get into the realm of this next story. Because that's how it starts. Now, to her credit, Christina Cleve's character, like, after a crazy night with her, she's like, yeah, she's going to have to go. I'm going to spend Christmas with my mom, and when I get back, I want you out of here. But I feel like that should have come with a piece of paper from the police. It was like, I'm evicting you out of here. You are gone. But... what, she, what was the part? Was it the part when Maisha said that she's a whore like her grandma and that it's in her blood to be a whore? Was that when you thought, hmm, maybe she's a little sus? Or when was it when, um, well, you know what? This part is actually fine. When she said that her grandma told her not to be ashamed of her sexuality. Okay, there's nothing wrong there. There's nothing wrong there. The whore part, though, that's a little sus. Um, or was it Rachel? Rachel had a crazy story. Her unbelievable crazy story about the painter boyfriend. That story was way out there. That was like, man, that's in the monologue. Also, I felt like this had like Quentin Tarantino vibes, but not in a good way. Where I feel like the monologues were like three hours long and they were never going to end. Um, because I just wanted some action. Like, I was just like, well, what about the witches, though? Like, what are the witches doing? What 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 are they doing? Um, I still don't know what they did. <laughs> I don't know. And then the radio part, it was like no one's radio. It was just a random radio. That it was they... like the radio of one of the witches. Like, I thought, got the feeling it was like the grandma's. Okay, grandma has a radio. Cool. So she's hearing all these things, but then... She's, like, pulling the strings from, like, her deathbed or, you know, you never really... It's never clear how Misha has power if the grandma's not fully dead yet and is able to transfer. Or does she have, like, a little power but then the legacy power doesn't come in until the grandma dies? That part was actually very, like, was that... That wasn't even addressed because yeah. I don't know. The whole thing about how the power was going to be and when it kicked in and what is the main thing like what is this witch trying to do is she trying to take over the world is she just trying to be like an asshole like roommate and try to get terrible like roommate reviews on like craigslist like it's going to be a thumbs down for her i have so many questions and yeah she went and did some crazy things with uh rachel christina cleves character she went and did some crazy things like at her mom's house yeah, then she went to her job and, like, she told the, the, the secretary or whatever, like, the crazy painter boyfriend story, but it was her own story. Um, so... And then in the end, she kind of makes a move at... Well, I mean, she doesn't kind of... She definitely goes after uh, Rachel's boyfriend. She goes after him in an, an intense way that I've not seen in a movie before. Yeah, single white female style. So yeah. Single white female vibes where it's just, like, you're yeah. trying to take over... But from the beginning, she idolized him. Like, she was, like, all about him. Because she's like, you're so lucky to have such a wonderful, devoted boyfriend. I wish I can find someone like that. She, right there, that was like, ding-a-ling-a-ling. This bitch is crazy. She's trying to take your boyfriend away from you. Yeah. Get her out. Um, The whole scene with the mom. So, when Meisha goes over to the mom's house and... 
Cleve's uh, character supposedly on the way to the mom's house. So it's kind of like, in a sense, the Little Red Riding Hood story, but as a, it's not a grandma, it's actually the mom, where the big bad wolf shows up. That's Misha. Um, that whole scene was actually pretty cool. Yeah. There was uh, like a transfiguration like kind of thing going on. Yeah, and she was... It didn't take the mom, to her credit, the mom didn't take long to figure out, oh, this is fucked up. This is not really... My daughter wouldn't send this crazy girl over here by herself. Yeah, I'm going to tell you right now, it was not a good Christmas for them. No, it did no. not end well. It was for not. anyone. Uh, holy night, oh no night. It was yeah. an oh no night. Um, And then the, my, fa- my other favorite part was when Maisha was like, people should be good to me. And then someone in the back was like, cue the thunder and lightning yeah that part i love that i love when it's like they're going out of their way to be like ooh. <laughs> it's like when they actually say the name of the movie in the movie yes these cars are both fast and furious and also <laughs> i also do want to point out that going to the bathroom in this anthology was a bad idea because the they took too long in the party to go to the bathroom and then shit went awry there and then, like, in when in the first story, when the they second, were... Yeah, the first one, that bad things happened. And the second one, when somebody went to the bathroom, something bad happened. Yeah. It's like, just the second the one, the girl, the girl and the boyfriend, they got fucked up in the bathroom. With the, when he p- pushed the curtain back, and you were like, oh, no, what's in the tub? Yeah. Like, the, it, the bathrooms were not a good thing to be in in, the, in, these, in this movie. Somebody had a bad experience with bathrooms in this film, whoever wrote this, for sure. Well, definitely, it's like Depending nasty director, stuff is happening yeah, in the, the bathroom. Yeah, the director and uh, the Christina Cleave and someone else where they uh, wrote it. So they've definitely had some bad experiences in bathrooms, I'm going to say, <laughs> because they're not a fan of them. Should you watch this film? Um. Yes, you should watch this film. I'm never going to tell you not to watch the film, I think even we fucking told the people to join the Antrim Assholes um, Club because we wanted other people to be feel punished like we did from watching that film. But this film, you should definitely watch it so you can see the insanity of it all. There is some crazy fucking parts and the jump scares. Like, I, I deemed this as, like, a background film. Like, you could just have it for thing. the crazy imagery. Yeah, I think this would be a good film, like, at a party to put on for people. Yeah. Where people are standing around, we're walking around, setting, they're they're drinking a little bit, they're watching this. This would be a good crazy one for that. Watching it just by ourselves, kind of, it's like a little bit like, eh, I don't know. But I feel like it'd be a good party film. Now, this is obviously, that was an indie film. It was on the uh, circuit last year. Um, came out to streaming October 1st, Two Witches. Check it out. Um, you know, make it part of your, if maybe if you're doing, you know, you're having like each week as a different theme of films you're watching leading up to Halloween, maybe you're, this is the one you add for the witches because it's new. It's new and it's, it's got some crazy stuff in it. Yeah. I would give it two knives. I also give it two knives. It's, it's got some good stuff. It's not totally irredeemable, but I just feel like they could have been a little more focused. For sure. I wish there was more, I wish there was more of a story connecting everything and then just making it more cohesive because it kind of felt all over the place now the next movie we're going to talk about was not an indie film it had a huge release this weekend it did very well at the box office surprisingly considering it was also released on streaming at the same time and that is halloween ends 
Now, you said it did well in the box office. Are you kidding me? It, no. But it didn't knock off Smile. I believe it did, yes. Okay, but Smile's in its second week. Yeah, well, no, it's more than that. It's like a third or fourth week for Smile. Oh, okay, okay. Really? So Halloween ends. It I am, certainly did. I <laughs> I am dumbfounded, sir, that it kicked Smile, that it even made more than $20. You know yes. what? Of course it's going to make... Now I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. Halloween ends according to this forty one point two five million dollars. Okay. Yep. So I'm gonna say this, David Gordon Green. Okay, you're never gonna hear this podcast. We are a baby podcast. Okay. Oh, smile! Did twelve point four million, a thirty three percent decline in its third weekend. Okay. But its third week, it still made. $12 $12 million. That's a lot of money. So Smile, even if it cost $5 million, is more than paid for and made its money. Oh, uh, three three or four times over, because it cost $6 million to make, and that's oh, already sorry. made. I just looked. It's already grossed $137 million worldwide for Smile. Yeah, that's a shit ton of money. So horror's doing very well right now. Yeah, well, it's October. This is yeah. when it pisses me off when you have these um, houses, you know, they release films, horror films, July, like or somewhere in the spring like no horror films are meant release them august september october like i know that there's like oh we gotta get all the movies in before so we can get the oscar like none of these horror movies are getting an oscar and it's not because of the performance it's a horror movie like i don't think a horror movie should get an oscar and i'm not gonna go into the whole thing of silence of the lambs because i don't see those a horror movies a psychological thriller blah 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 so let's go back to halloween ends david gordon green you said in an interview from the last movie, okay, what was it, Halloween Kills? I can't keep up. Yeah. Halloween Kills. Literally, I saw Halloween Kills, I don't even know, like the day or two after the film, you, you quote, that people were going to be mad at Halloween Ends. Because you already knew that you wrote a shit movie, okay? You and the 29 people it took, the three other people it took to write this fucking movie, were just all over the fucking place. How do you not know how your movie's going to end from the first movie? You knew you were going into a trilogy. How do you not know how it's going to end? Please don't tell me that this is how you thought it was going to end. Because this was a lifetime drama with some sprinkle of horror in it. It was fucking terrible. And I'm and and, and I'm not I'm not even going to go scene by scene. I'm just going to tell you right there's nothing redeeming about this film. I I I can't even I can't even fathom. The other thing that really like grinds my gears, I'm like really thinking about like, man, what did I say in that first or second movie? I'm going to say that that Betty was desperate. She was desperate for a Halloween movie. I am literally having... The 2018 one was fine. It was fine. I have PTSD from Rob Zombies, from Rob Zombie films, okay? Those two films really fucked me up. And I was so desperate for a fucking Halloween movie that wasn't a Rob Zombie movie that I was just like, ah... This movie is pretty decent. Now I'm like, this is not a decent movie. This is a terrible movie. And it just... It, why? I Maybe you have more... I, I have more to say thought-wise, but I'm going to dr- drop this over in your lap right now. Well, like you said, there's a lot of this movie that's a lifetime movie where the, the, the grandma introduces her daughter to a boy that she thinks is nice and is going to be a good date for her. And he turns out to have a dark side. And he's leading her down a dark path. And you're like, the, a good portion of this movie could have been the, uh, what is the one with Tori Spelling? Mother May I Sleep with Danger? Damn. It could have been that. 
for a good 40 minutes of this movie. And then uh, we're going to, I'm going to say spoilers and I'll put spoilers in the description. But then when we finally see Michael, he's just been living in the sewers with Pennywise for four years. Okay. And then like, so he literally is, it's Halloween five. This is Halloween five mixed with uh, H2O ish mixed with resurrection like uh, for all three movies there have been little pieces homages quote-unquote sprinkles of ideas and lines and imagery from all the movies you uncanonized because you said after one nothing else happened so because you did that you did that because you wanted to go and use all the stuff that people liked from all those other movies and make it and put it in this movie because you have no original thought. Like, I don't understand. I can respect an homage, but like the the shamrock mask, okay, cute, okay? Because Yeah, I, I went with that because you don't have to be like, okay, Halloween 3 happened, but you can just be like, hey, they're wearing the masks from the movie. Yeah, maybe in this little... world, that's like a real thing. Yeah, like it, it's, it's, it's a cute little homage. You can go on with I'm it. I'm okay, but when you're doing like, in this film, they have the whole like, Bob uh, homage, like the Bob getting stabbed and, you know, left up against the wall. They had that scene. They had, um, you know, oh... You know, uh, Jamie Lee has him pinned down and she's going to take his mask and is she going to cut off his head? They had that, you know, from uh, H2O. H2O, you know, and then it's it, it was just on and on and on and on. And I just couldn't anymore. I was just like, what? And, <laughs> and the whole reason that like, <laughs> I'm just so like the main character of this, Corey, oh, Corey. He, you know, he accidentally kills a kid in an accident it's an accident and then you feel bad for him because you see the scene and you see that like okay maybe he could have not been so crazy and been kicking this door open and caused this kid to get knocked back and fall over the stairs but it was essentially an accident you felt bad for him that he was being kind of hounded by these people in the town and you know treated like shit because you saw he felt bad about what he had done. Which is going back to the first Rob Zombie film. Oh, the kid, his mom is a stripper and his stepdad beats him and he's terrible. Well, so the then stepdad. therefore it, it's going to make him a killer. It's the whole like something fucked up, ha- something messed up happened to this kid. And therefore that's what makes him a killer. So in this one, he didn't have, you know... He he was the bully. He was the one that was bullied. He was the the nerdy guy that everyone made fun of that, you know, was weak looking and everyone put upon him. So therefore, of course, he's going to become a killer. That whole psychology of like psych 101, like college, like really pisses me off because I'm just like, and the fact that he was really kind of okay, like he wasn't doing anything crazy or being like any of this. Until he looked into the eyes of evil. Which... And then Michael Myers, with the blackest eyes, just gave him, like... I really wanted to do... In the old Teen Titans comics, they used to have a guy that when he would look at people's eyes, he could jump into their body. And there was always a little thing underneath it that said, Contact. Like, he made contact with their eyes. So you wanted that? I wanted it to be, like, Contact. So that's Halloween 4, when she, um, Jamie... They had the whole thing, and he gets blown to fucking bits, and he falls back, and she goes up to him, walks up, and, like, holds his hand, 
And then supposedly there was a transference of evil there because then later on when she's supposedly taking her shower, she's lost and she has a fuck. She's attacked the mom with the fucking scissors. And yeah. like, you're like, oh, and then it cuts and you're like, oh my God, it ends with the, no, no. And Loomis is freaking out on the stairs and it's the like, the evil is lived, you know, whatever. The block is ice, whatever. That whole thing, like, oh shit, she's now the fucking evil one that they pulled in this fucking movie. And then that whole like flashing of everything that happened and between the eyes of Corey and the shape it's just it oh goodness corny central like what were you thinking there like oh god and then <laughs> my favorite is what i call the stabby powers for michael myers where when cory brings somebody down there mm. and michael stabs him and then he like shakes all over he's like whoa whoa this feels good it's like someone gave him a can of red bull i i haven't I haven't stabbed anybody now in like four years. It's like Julian and and, and uh, Hellraiser too when they have to bring she she the doctor brings all the fucking psychos from the asylum and throws them on the fucking bed so she can gra- regraft her skin. You know it's 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 like no guys no and then yeah he's like Super Mario like like he ate the fucking mushroom and now he's strong again and he's like Mega Michael. And then, you know, like, they never explained, like, okay, for four years, he's just been studying in this one sewer. Yes. And they were like, oh, we couldn't find him. Did and, you look? Yeah. The the sewer thing, like, also, the whole, the Halloween 4, so we're going back between Halloween 4 and Halloween 5 with the whole sewer thing. The old man, then they had the old man by the sewer. He wasn't taking care of him, but wink, you know, you remember there's an old man taking care of Michael in that other movie, right? Wink. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh. What the fuck? Yeah, no one no one realized there was a... But, I mean, who's looking in a fucking sewer? And he was really far away from town. No one's looking at that side of town. I guess not. For four years, he lived on rats and dogs. Because that's what Michael likes to eat, rats and dogs. Yeah. And um, there was no McDonald's. Like, they, I mean, even... Even he was if. looking out that window in the last one waiting for the White Castle to be built and yeah, that never he happened. So. He, that, the, the longing from that window. He was like, when when are they going to when are they gonna build but it? Yeah. It, uh, yeah, it was quite the letdown. I wasn't sure what to expect from it. I had heard a rumor about this, but it sounded so far-fetched that I was like, no, that's not what they're going to do. Yeah, some critics saw this screener like last year or whenever and wrote a whole thing about it and and of course we had to like chad read it and told me and i was like that's not real like i, I literally i cannot fandom that's a real thing and lo and behold it was real guys it was a real fucking thing and i'm i was already like apprehensive going in because i was like oh gosh i don't i hope it doesn't go in this direction and then it did and then like there's like weird things like jamie lee curtis i love her i love jamie lee right she's the best um, but she bought a house. Okay. I don't know. And here's the other thing. How she bought this house. Though, In bro. Halloween 2018, they kind of show that she needs money. She's been living out in this house in the woods that she burned down, which I'm pretty sure when they realize it's arson from all the things that she's done, yeah. the insurance wasn't going to pay out on that. Yeah. So, but then she just somehow has all this money to buy this giant beautiful house that her and the granddaughter live in now i have to say that maybe she had some of that strode realty wink money because her family did come from real estate yeah maybe like the granddaughter helped her buy it too because you know she did lose both parents so maybe they had insurance policies on them maybe so now well that maybe that's why that's her roommate 
So now, because the daughter is of age, now it's like four or five years later after yeah. the fact. So she was like 17, 18 in the last, the middle movie. Yeah. So, okay. So now, and then the whole daughter, she's just so like, I don't know. So for like all these years since her boyfriend died in the last one, she hasn't dated or anything. And as soon as the mom brings this boy in and she sees him, she, or the grandma brother, as soon as she brings this boy in, she's just like, oh. Yes, I am all about this guy. Yeah. The first dude that got brought in and pointed at me, I'm just going to, she's just like, yeah, I'm all about this guy. I'll go with him. I'll pack up and leave town. I'll abandon my job. I'll do whatever. I just want to go with this guy right now. Yeah. The the movie had a weird fucking tone. Like, the you know, the granddaughter is going through her weird thing. You know, she's in a job that, you know, she gets passed over for a promotion because, the doctor is, you know, if having sex with the other young nurse. It was just like the whole movie was just filled of like stereotypes slash, and you know, obviously that stems from some sort of truth, but it was just riddled with like, these are how, you know, these things happen to these people and this is how these people react. And then she was just like the homely, like, you know, oh, boo-hoo girl that's just trying to, get through life but she's like the michelle pfeiffer and like Catwoman. like you know what i mean like yeah. i was just like i can't it was like no one and then here we have jamie lee she's fucking she's crocheting again she's writing a, a book about her experience you know and i the whole time i'm like what am i watching is this a horror movie the movie literally is 150 minutes long it was an hour and 50 minutes, not 150 minutes, thank God. Okay, whatever. An hour and 50 minutes, yes. 150 just... minutes? I would have shot myself before this movie was over. <laughs> an hour and 50 minutes long. Look, 150 minutes and an hour and 50 minutes, they're both too long, okay? This movie should not have been an hour and 50 minutes long. Um, <laughs> the movie doesn't kick off until like one thirty. That's like an hour and 30 minutes in. That's when things actually start happening, per se. Like, the last 20 minutes of the film is, like, the horror part. Everything before is kind of like, you need therapy. Like, it, 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 everyone had problems. Oh, I'm bullied. Oh, I got passed up for my promotion. And, you know, my boss is a typical asshole boss who's only into the, you know, girl who's gonna give it all to him and whatever. He's a sleaze ball, you know, and, oh... The high school kids are bullying me. I'm a fucking man with job. Fine, he doesn't have a freaking car, but he had a bike. Like, <laughs> it's not like he was walking. But at the end of the day, he had a job. And, yeah, he was still living with... Oh, and then the mom was like... <laughs> his mom was... Was there an ins weird incest thing going on? Like, she, like, gave him, like, a very sensual kiss at one point. The, the whole dynamic of everyone was just fucking weird. I I really want to know, like, I wish I was a fly in that writing room. Like, what the fuck were they smoking? What, what was they there? drinking? What were they, were they all depressed? Were they just over the whole COVID thing? Were they just so sad out of their minds? They're like, oh, were they just done by then? But they're like, I'm, I'm just done with the story. And what was their whole obsession with Christine? They've got Corey, who is Corey Cunningham, like Arnie Cunningham. He's wearing the same kind of outfit as the guy in Christine. He's wearing the same glasses. He works at like a junkyard. You know, he's going through like this transformation. He's going from like the quiet, meek, nerdy kid to like the, you know, like 
uh, tough kid. He was mm. doing all this stuff. So he's doing all that. And it's like, what? What was the obsession with Christine? I mean, I like Christine, but I don't know why we needed to mix it with Halloween unless they were just going to have Michael come walking out of the sewer and Christine just drove up and he got in it. I'd be like, fuck yeah. Now we're in the Carpenter Cinematic Universe. I'm dead. They're going to drive they're down. They're trying to fucking pull an MCU, yo. They're going to drive down. <laughs> they're going to fucking pick up one of the ghosts from the fog. And then they're going to head downtown, pick up like... It's the JCU. They're trying to do the JCU. The John Carpenter Unit, yeah. So they're gonna, yeah, if they did that, I'd be like, you know, this is just crazy enough to work. He goes off into the woods. It's they very pass foggy. They a sign. They pick up a pair of glasses, put them on the sign. Instead of saying obey, it just says, kill them all, Michael. Oh. And it's very foggy. Yeah. But, no. And then, wait, is there a hitchhiker in the distance? Who? Could it be? Could it be? Kurt Russell? <laughs> He's wearing the outfit from Big Trouble in Little China, but he's got an out- eye patch on. Yes. And they're like, wait, who is he again? But yeah. Oh man, that would have made the movie better. Yes, I totally agree. I don't know what the thing of Christine was. I think a lot of these movies this is where I have issue with new film, with a lot of new films and TV shows that come out, like Stranger Things. Um, it's one of those like. People between the ages, I'm going to throw a big demographic here, like between the ages of 15 to 25, they don't know any of this fucking stuff that happened in the 80s and 90s. They weren't alive. So we're going to just give them all this stuff and it's going to be like they've never fucking seen it before and it's all brand new and they're going to be like, man, this is the best thing I've ever seen, man. I've never seen anything like it. And then people that are over that, that are from 30 to 50, 60 years old, they're like, man, this is all shit that was from all these other damn movies. And they're going to recognize that this is not original content. This, is this film the- is not original. This is going to be the thing from South Park, the member berries. Remember Star Wars? Wasn't that good? Hey, remember Christine? That was a good John Carpenter movie, wasn't it? Hey, remember Halloween 3? We do. That's all, you know. It uh, is the member berries. And I wish they had just stuck with the everything happening in one night. Just pick up this right where the, the last one ended. Just pick it right back up. Keep going in that same night. It would have been cool to see the night from start to finish. It started at 7 o'clock that evening and ended at like 5 o'clock in the morning. That would have been something cool. I I disagree. I think it should have picked up a year later. Just like any, a lot of these Halloween movies, with the exception obviously of 1 and 2. Okay, we can't count 3. Like a year later. Is when he fucking comes back. You know, you need a year of rest, dude. All that killing and walking. I mean, he don't drive. He does drive occasionally when he could get a car, but he's mostly on foot. Michael is tired at this point. He's already in his sixties, dude. He's already with the fucking AARP. Like he's getting the discounts more or less. Like he hasn't even hit sixty-five when you get the true benefits. He's doing a lot of walking. He's not even taking the bus. Okay, he's getting shot at. He's getting thrown out of windows. He's he's getting poked in the eye with needles again. Like he's going through a lot of shit. He's tired. Okay, and I'm and spoiler alert. They made sure just another uh, H two O moment ish. They made sure to 
make sure that Michael Myers is not coming back, guys. Okay? Oh, yeah. This is the end for Michael Myers. Next movie, freaking it's going to be like Peter Peterson. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be Michael Myers. But you know what I think is hilarious about these? is so many of these movies, these Halloween movies, could have been... Like the first one, of course, if they'd never made any sequels, it'd have been amazing and perfect. Because it was a perfect movie, it ended, Michael's gone, and you're like, oh, fuck, he's still out there. Perfect. Perfect. If they hadn't made Halloween 2, if they'd just done Halloween 4, where it picks up, well, you know, with Halloween 4, I felt the ending of that, if they hadn't done any more, and you're like, oh, no, Michael's dead, but, like, his legacy passed on to someone else. Exactly. Also, that would have been a perfect end to the series. Yeah, at least have the legacy. If you're going to... We know that you're greedy bastards, okay? Which is why we're now into, like, the teens with these fucking Michael Myers movies. It's just like fucking Jason. And like, we're never, it's never going to end. find ending to it, too. If they just ended it with the house burning down and everything, okay, that would have been fine. Yeah. There's three different ones of these that would have ended it just perfectly. But they're not going to end it because they're going to just keep on dragging it through the fucking thing until it's just dead and done. But now this is the thing. Now is it dead and done? Because just like in any soap opera, all you got to do is like, oh no, wink, that was not actually him. That was someone else's body, wink. You know what I mean? I'm sorry, a soap opera? You mean like they did in Halloween Resurrection? Yeah, in Halloween Resurrection, I'm saying in soap operas, when they want to revive someone from the dead, it's always like, oh, that was the twin sister that actually got killed. It wasn't her. And it's always, they always like do some crazy fucking reveal and like, you know, they, they throw it back like, oh no. Or they'll just pull some crazy shit like Dallas where it was all just a dream. Exactly. It was all a dream. They'll just pop in the next Halloween movie. You'll be like, oh no, he's fine. And then like... I thought that Jamie... Oh, this will be Lori's book. She wrote her book, and this was how the book ended. The next one starts off with them walking out of the theater, watching the movie, and going, that was much better than the way it actually happened. (laughs) Here's what really happened. And then it cuts to what really happened, and it's Michael just driving around doing crazy shit again. You know, Michael likes to go to drugstores. He likes to steal masks. He likes to taunt babysitters. Um... He actually, in his downtime, he goes back to the asylum and he has his own driving school. Apparently, because he learned how to drive. Yeah, that's where he he goes back. He wants to help the lesser. That's one of my favorite short films that Adam Green did was the uh, driver's test with Michael Myers where he gets into the car just taking the driver's test with the guy. Yeah, that's what he does. He's a good Samaritan. He just does that. And then, you know, he just waits around. He got the, he has the suit and mask just hung up in the closet. I'm just picturing him standing there like in a hotel room somewhere with the little ironing board out and he's ironing the fucking overalls and like, like he's got the mask on a wig head like It's almost time. That's his background music. <laughs> We give this we give this film negative knives, okay? We're not gonna even give it a fucking one knife because it doesn't deserve a one knife. It's no knives. If it had a knife, I would actually just stab myself in the brain so I wouldn't have to watch it anymore. Okay. You know what I do want to watch? <laughs> I want to watch the movie that the poster that this promised, where it's got Laurie and Michael back to back, like the fucking eighties cops thing, where it's like Myers and Strode together to solve the case. Yes. And it like pops up with like the like the letters flying and it's like Myers yeah. and Strode. That's the other bullshit of the poster. 
is you already said from the first movie and then in the, again in the second movie, many times there is no connection to between Lori and him. No connection at all. They're not brother and sister. And the second one, they're like, oh no, it's just coincidental. He just ends up where Lori is and she's just in his way. But then in this movie, he goes after her still, but does he, but doesn't he? That's like up in the air because was he there just to kill the fucking guy, Corey guy? Was he there because, I mean, he was following her because she went to the guy's house and he was yeah. just watching her from the tree. If there's no connection, why he's still after her, okay? Yeah. There's a lot of people that survived that night. He could have gone after Lindsay. This bitch is still alive. Now she's a bartender at a bar. Like, I didn't know she was a bartender. Okay, that's what she's doing now. Like, there's so many other characters and so many other people that he could have gone after. And in the 2018 series, there had to be seen that, like, the cop that Will Patton plays... Hey, he was pretty close. He was around Myers. He, like, shot at him and everything. So he could have easily been coming after him, too. Yeah, there's so many. But no, he keeps going back to Lori. Wink, that's just a coincidence. There's no real reason why he's there. They're not related. There's nothing. But then you have a poster where they're going to be fighting it out. Like, they're facing each other. Like, it's... Like, and then they have the other posters. Like, like you just you said, the copy book. <laughs> People that start playing the music and they leap at each other, like stabbing and everything. Yeah, it just doesn't... I don't know. I, I don't know what happened. And I, I, we're well, never going to find we're, out. We're both still young enough that we will probably be around to see H50 or oh, H60. Whichever oh, one goodness. they do. Another 10, 20 years, it'll be a hard reboot. No. But they'll have to... None of these people will be involved with it by that point. All those people will be way too old to be involved in it. Way too old. They're probably dead, dude. Yeah. Well, I was trying to be polite. Oh, fine. They're going to be way too old. 20 years from now, John Carpenter's still going to be alive, though, because he's going to outlive everyone because the cigarettes keep him alive. That's very true. He's going to live. He's going to live forever. He will outlive us all because it's like, you know, the health food guy that drops dead. John Carpenter's going to be the cigarette smoking guy that picks up all the corpses of all the vegans and puts them in the truck. Oh, my goodness. Stop. Okay, well, thank you so much for joining us in this episode where we covered Two Witches and Halloween Ends. And we're glad that it ended because it was fucking terrible. (laughs) So thank you so much and stay tuned to the horror. And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night.